0: Tear down this wall. The
1: only thing
0: we have to fear
2: is fear itself.
0: I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. 10, 9, 8, 7,
1: 6, 5.
3: listening to jim paris live your source for the latest news on money politics prophecy and preparedness and now your host the editor-in-chief of christianmoney.com and the author of more than 30 books jim paris
4: oh my goodness this one is gonna go viral here we go This is going to be a great interview, folks. Those of you that are here live will even get to call in with your own questions. We'll try to open it up for some uh, listener questions towards the bottom of the hour. This is fascinating. It's all about the Clintons and their interest in UFOs. And this is not a joke. This is not a slam on the Clintons. This is really serious stuff. And just to tell you how serious it is, I am looking at a book here. That is 326 pages long that documents all of this. And the gentleman behind it, his name is Grant Cameron. He's a UFO researcher. He's been on all the big shows, including Coast to Coast AM. He's received uh, rewards for his research and has certainly done his homework on this book. The name of the book, and you can grab it at Amazon, is the Clinton UFO Storybook, E.T. Politics In the White House. And Grant Cameron, welcome for the first time to Jim Paris Live. Well, thanks for
1: having me on, Jim. I appreciate your interest in what I'm doing.
4: Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm super interested in this book. And let's start, though, because it is the political season. And I've had several messages today from people that assumed that I'm having you on so that we could laugh at Hillary Clinton for the hour, that this is supposedly all about tearing down. Hillary Clinton. In fact, you yourself are a UFO believer, and you're interested in the the Clintons' uh, uh, fascination in UFOs. This is no, this is nothing to do with tearing down Bill or Hillary Clinton. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. People have to first remember that I'm a Canadian. I'm not even American, so I don't have a horse in the race. Um, we are in Canada, sort of more democratic right now. Uh, the conservatives or Republican types uh, were just voted out here. So, um, But it, to me, it's uh, just basically something that I've worked on the U.S. presidents for 30 years. And um, the Clintons are very, very interested, as you can see from the length of the book, in this subject. They've, they've talked about it an awful lot in their speeches. And the inspiration for the book was that I'd actually given away all my UFO documents. I sort of became famous for... Uh, doing an FOIA to the Clinton administration back in 2001 where I got a thousand pages of documents that detail what was going on inside the Clinton administration on UFOs. And I had actually given those documents along with all the 100 FOIAs that I filed with the Clinton Library, which all came back on all the various UFO topics that I filed on. and I'd actually given those documents away. And then Hillary, in December of last year, talks to a reporter in New Hampshire during the the primary, and she tells the reporter, do you know that the most requested item at the Clinton Library is UFOs, I'm very interested, and starts this uh, sort of rant about the fact she's going to disclose, at which point I sort of uh, was absolutely shocked because I suddenly realized that this very, very powerful politician, they're actually listening. I figured nobody was paying any attention about the UFO subject, and Hillary Clinton was very well aware that the most requested item at the Clinton Library is UFOs. And so the premise of this,
4: and also we've had Stephen Bassett on as well, the premise is kind of like the X-Files. The the, the premise is that the government is well aware at least of a lot more information than what the public knows about UFOs. And so by filing these FOIA requests, for those not familiar with the term Freedom of Information Act, which under federal law, Uh, Grant Cameron, the author of this book, he could, you know, fill out the forms, send it to the government and the government to some extent has to give you the things you ask for because we're, um, you know, government uh, for the people and by the people. And even though he's a Canadian, he can still use the FOIA request. But they can also come back and say, no, we're not giving you that because it's super top secret. Did you run up against that at all?
1: No, the only thing I ran up against was two bizarre items. Um, because I got the thousand pages when Clinton was still in office, I basically knew who the players were. I knew all the people that were involved. And Hillary Clinton was very involved in in the uh, the UFO subject when Bill was in. And so, when I filed all these FOAs, um, basically, if, I've been to most of the presidential libraries, and basically, in all of them, you will find no documents whatsoever, no UFO documents. You'll find the odd one, people writing a letter to the president, or, uh, you know, the president being asked about it in a news conference, or something like that. But there really are no documents, and that basically indicates that uh, the president, it's, it's run out of a different sort of organization. It's run out of... Um, say, um, a group that's, that's top secret. So they never come back and say this isn't top secret. In fact, the 1,000 pages I got from the Clinton White House, there was no uh, nothing taken out of those documents whatsoever. The only things that they refused me was, one is um, the the guy who's behind this whole thing is John Podesta, and he's the campaign chairman for uh, Hillary Clinton. He's very much into the UFO thing. He's actually the guy behind it, not Hillary Clinton. Uh, he's pushing this issue and he was chief of staff to Bill Clinton. Uh, the one thing that was refused to me at the Clinton Library was John Podesta's 50th birthday party. I became aware that there was a uh, an X-Files birthday party given for him in the White House on his 50th birthday. I think it was 1997. And they refused the uh, videotape and eighty-three photographs, and the, and I believe the reason they did they refused these is that these photographs and the video would show Bill and Hillary Clinton dressed up like the X Files characters, the two main X Files characters. That was refused to me. And the other bizarre thing that happened at the Clinton that would
4: Library. have been your book cover right there, Grant, if you had that picture. <laughs>
1: Exactly, and and uh, the the other thing was that was very bizarre. Is I had filed the FOIA to the Clinton Library, uh, to the Clinton li- um, administration when they were still in, and then you have to wait five years after the president leaves office. You have to wait five years till you file the FOAs. I filed my hundred FOAs, and one of the things I filed for when the I started to discover that the thousand pages I'd gotten from the Clinton. Um, administration when they were still in, were not coming back as part of those FOIAs it, that I filed in 2006. So then I filed an actual FOIA for the documents that I had received from the Clinton Administration and I had I had all the documents. I had the 996 pages of documents. I had the name of all the documents, how many pages there were. I had the letter that was sent to me by the Office of Science and Technology Policy, which was the office that was holding these documents in the in the, in the Clinton White House, and that was the office of the science advisor to the president when i st- i filed the actual FOIA to the clinton library they said we don't have the documents i said you got to have the documents i've got the documents and i sent them the index and now stuff. why now
4: why did you if you already had the documents were you doing this as like a test of them to
1: see what they would do well i, I because it wasn't coming back you see when i filed the 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 main FOIA was on UFOs and i got 900 and something pages of documents and none of the original documents were in this 996 pages most of them okay in- so so your documents were suspiciously left out so yeah you so so uh,
4: all things being equal if you had never requested those documents we might never
1: have gotten those documents they, if they're, they, were, they were gone to history exactly they, they, as far as the government is concerned and they told me they said we don't have them. maybe the National Archives has them so I filed with the National Archives and they said we don't have them and then I said well this is this is garbage then I filed an appeal to the National Archives and it was turned down, so the official position now is those documents don't exist. Even though Steve Bassett has them on his website, he has a very good collection of them—maybe 150 pages from there on his Paradigm Research website. And I've got the documents, and they're in a vault in Salt Lake City. And I'd actually, like as I said, I get. So you have the. Th- so
4: you have these thousand pages, and yes. uh, we will set this up here for the break. Uh, so when we come back from the break, we're going to find out what did he find in these thousand pages and also kind of the backstory of all this bill clinton being governor of arkansas first thing he wants to do when he becomes president is see if ufos are real this is interesting the book is over 300 pages more after this stay tuned freesurvivalgifts.com at freesurvivalgifts.com you will find a wide array of survival gear, books, and videos that are all 100% free that's right, just pay your own shipping Now, I know you're asking, why is all of this survival gear free? Well, the companies offering this gear are doing so as a way to promote their brand and introduce new products. Check it out today, freesurvivalgifts.com. Pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family. That website, again, is freesurvivalgifts.com. Check it out, freesurvivalgifts.com.
2: Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182.
0: That's 1-800-704-6182. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today.
2: Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851.
4: You're listening to Jim Paris Live. There's a lot here, so much that we're not going to be able to get into all of it tonight, which is why you'll want to go over to Amazon and grab this book. It's 326 pages. It's all about the Clintons and UFOs. And as I set it up in the beginning of the show, this is not to make fun of the Clintons. This is a serious book about UFOs do they exist what is the government hiding and the Clintons of all the administrations we've had uh, appear to have the greatest interest in this and John Podesta in particular uh, chief of staff uh, was he the former chief of staff Grant Cameron
1: yeah for Bill Clinton. Yeah, for Bill Clinton. And he's the campaign chair for the Hillary Clinton campaign. He has the first and last word of everything that happens in the Clinton campaign as she runs for president. So the
4: implication is he would probably be uh, a chief of staff or some other significant position if Hillary is elected.
1: Yeah, I believe at one point he was going to be the chief of staff. Now he says he's not going to be the chief of staff, but he will. He helped pick the VP, and he definitely is part of the team that will pick the administration, uh, the people that go in the administration, as he did with the Barack Obama administration. He was one of the two people who picked all the people in the Barack Obama administration.
4: All right, so let's set this story up. Bill Clinton, uh, who's the potbelly guy from Arkansas, governor of Arkansas, who jogs and stops at McDonald's and buys Big Macs. So we're kind of blast from the past. We go back to those days, and it's sort of like the scenario where somebody says to you, well, what would you do if you were president for a day? Well, Bill Clinton would have said, I would get right in to the office and go get the UFO files. And that's exactly what he did as soon as he became president. He was like a kid running to the toy aisle to get the UFO information. Tell us, tell us the backstory on that.
1: Yeah. The important, the important part of the story to remember is uh, he's talking to Webster Hubble, who is uh, he's, he's going to be the assistant attorney general. And so Bill says, if I put you over there in justice, which means that this, he didn't do this as president. He did this as president elect. He hasn't gotten the briefing yet. So he's, he's looking, he hasn't gotten the word as to what's going on yet. And he says to Hubble, he says, if I put you over there in justice, I want you to find the answer to two questions. Number one, are there UFOs? And number two, who killed JFK? One of the things you find when you study Clinton is that he was absolutely infatuated with, with, uh, with, uh, President um, uh, Kennedy, and actually had gotten a photograph taken with him when he was, uh, I think, seventeen years old, and uh, so was infatuated. So those are two questions he he asked. So I filed the FOIAs to the uh, the Clinton Library on the um, what Hubble had found out, because Hubble wrote in his book "Friends in High Places" in two thousand in nineteen ninety seven. He said I wasn't I wasn't happy with the answers I've gotten. And, uh, there would the Clinton library came back they had no documents but uh, an interesting thing and part of it is not in the book it's just happened in the last week uh, Webster Hubble is now talking again and he's sort of uh, he's coming up with a new book and he's sort of hinting and he says uh, Hillary has said she's going to release the stuff so the time is near you're gonna find out what I discovered but he won't go any farther than that he just basically says now you're gonna find out what I discovered now,
4: now Webb Hubble you know he had the the criminal charges yep. and he sort of disappeared whatever happened happened to web hubble
1: well he's still around i mean he as i said he's got a new book coming out he's he's done some uh, he did some legal work the clintons gave him some legal work to do uh, even after he was fired and he works as a lawyer so i guess he's still doing that kind of stuff but he's still sort of prominent he's not really talking but he has gotten back into the ufo thing and uh so he, he this is an interesting scenario that uh he's he, he's hinting that um, Hillary will release some of the material he got. And the other interesting thing I got from that... uh, request by Bill Clinton was, because he was so infatuated with uh, John Kennedy, and he said, I want to know who killed John John Kennedy, I filed an FOIA with the Clinton Library for all the files they have on on the Kennedy assassination, and I have not reviewed the files, i just gotten them back, and they released 7,600 pages of documents on the Kennedy assassination. Now, I don't know what what they released, but uh, I don't even know if anybody's revealed it yet, but if anybody's in Little Rock or around there, uh, there are 7,000 1,600 pages on the Kennedy assassination in the Clinton library.
4: And, and so you're the one though, that got those released. Is that right? Yes. And they so, told me,
1: and so I would go down there from time to time, but I've made two trips down there to look at some of the stuff, but um, I haven't been down since they released the, the the last thing. Cause some of the stuff like that was a big file. So they start with the small files and some of the stuff takes years and years to uh, get released.
4: So you couldn't have those sent to you? You have to physically go there to get those or make
1: copies of yeah. them? How would they, that work? They, they will send them 75 cents a page, but I, ah. I know that's <laughs> going to be like yeah. you know, $6,000. And most of the stuff that you get through FOA is absolutely a waste of time. Like you go down there and there's maybe two pages out of 100 that are actually worth uh, looking at, as opposed to the 1,000 pages I got from the uh, Clinton administration when he was in, that was really, really interesting stuff. It was like right on topic. And what it was, was um, what had happened was in the 1992 election, uh, there was uh, Bush running, Clinton running, and uh, Ross Perot. And the, the billionaire philanthropist uh, Lawrence Rockefeller said, whoever gets elected, I'm going in there and I'm going to get UFO dis- disclosure. And uh, he was to- asked, actually told by uh, Bud Hopkins, the famous abduction researcher, he said, Lawrence, I don't think that's really how it works. He said, I don't care. That's how I'm going in there. I'm going to the president, whoever gets elected, and I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to get disclosure. And what these 1,000 pages of documents are are this initiative. What we call the Rockefeller Initiative the Clinton White House is he goes in there and he's such a powerful guy. He's one of the Rockefeller brothers. He's a business guy, but he's the guy with a philosophy degree from Princeton. So he's very interested in UFOs. He's interested in paranormal phenomena. He's got this thing that his whole family is telling him to get out of this. They're very upset that he's in this and he goes in there and what this is is a correspondence and, and letters going back and forth between him and the science advisor to the president. He never gets to the president, but he deal does deal with the science advisor, Jack Gibbons, and this thousand pages is these documents going back and forth and Rockefeller threatening to put a full-page ad in every major newspaper in the United States unless he gets his way. He's the guy that actually initiated in during the uh, 1990s, the Air Force goes back and reinvestigates Roswell. The re- reason they re- reinvestigated Roswell was not because the US Air Force wanted to get back into UFOs or they were interested in UFOs. It was because Lawrence Rockefeller forced this initiative. He was inside the White House Forcing this, this, uh, the White House to go in and reinvestigate Roswell, and uh, Hillary Clinton is actually involved. And there are two very important documents that I actually didn't discover for about 10 years. I had them in the file, I didn't even really realize that they were in there. And one of these documents was Uh, the fact that Lawrence Rockefeller was writing a letter on UFO disclosure to the president. It was an official letter demanding UFO disclosure, and he is a very prominent guy, and they realized this to go public, and they tried to stop him from sending the letter. I don't think he ever sent it, but a number of people were helping Lawrence Rockefeller edit this letter to the president of the United States, and one of them was Hillary Clinton and her people in the First Lady's office were helping him edit this letter to the president. That was the one document. The second one... Now,
4: this was to the president, to her husband, Bill Clinton... Yes. So she was involved with a letter to her own husband. Uh, That's that's strange in and of itself.
1: And, and well, the second one sort of explains what's going on. The second letter states that everything going from La- Lawrence Rockefeller to the science advisor and everything from the science advisor back to Lawrence Rockefeller is going through the first lady's office. Now, I knew that for a number of years, but I could never figure out what it was until I suddenly realized what is a key thing that uh, is the biggest objection people have to me in the book is that I say the president is running the cover up. The president is is in charge of the cover-up and that's why uh, after the break i'll explain to you why why what hillary clinton's role was in this yeah very
4: interesting she was clearly the gatekeeper and all that this yeah, was, uh, yeah. gets curiouser and curiouser we'll be back more uh, about the clintons and ufos fascinating stay tuned
3: This is an
2: alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A General Steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 866-91-STEEL. 866-91-STEEL.
5: Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Ely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 9859 Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-9859. Call 1-800-958-9859. 1-800-958-9859.
2: Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved One suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800 478 1507. 800 478 1507. 800 478 1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non attorney spokesperson. Injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office Las Vegas, Nevada.
4: you are listening to jim paris live the phone lines now will continue the discussion and you can join in as well if you're listening live on a sunday night between 9 and 11 eastern then you get a chance to call in. And so here's the number, 877-317-6432. Your questions about the Clintons and UFOs to author Grant Cameron, 877-317-6432, 877-317-6432. Or you can send your question over by email to Jim. At christianmoney.com dot com, and please put the city in the subject line, so we know where you are listening. Jim at ChristianMoney dot com. But remember, as always, callers will go first over email questions eight seven seven three one seven six four three two. Okay, Grant. So we interrupted uh, you. we talking about the thousand pages, and the commercials started. And you're such a pro; you knew that. A lot of my guests, I've got to say, no, the break is coming. You need to stop. So pick up where you left off before the break.
1: Yeah, I was referencing the second document. It's a one-page document in these thousand pages, the the second Hillary Clinton document. And that's the one that shows that she's the post office. Everything going back and forth between Rockefeller and the science advisor is going through the First Lady's office. I couldn't figure out what it was, uh, why this was happening until I suddenly uh, came to the conclusion through a number of other sort of a long argument, but the president is actually the Wizard of Oz. The president is actually running the show. He's the guy behind the cover-up. And they they played this little game, like the president doesn't know what's going on. And so this is what Hillary Clinton's role was, is that the president could not be involved. For example, Lawrence Rockefeller, as powerful as he was, never got to the president. He got the So this was belt. like
4: a plausible deniability thing? Yeah, so yeah. Is, is it your... Is, do you speculate that, that Bill Clinton cha- is the dog chasing the car and he actually caught the car and didn't know what to do after that? He actually did discover that the government had this secret information about UFOs. And yep. once he discovered that, he had to be sequestered. Couldn't, he couldn't talk to anybody about it because if he opened up his big yap, then all heck would have broken loose.
1: Yeah, it's basically, um, there's a Canadian government document, I think I referenced it in the book, in 1950, where the Canadians were told by American officials, this is the most highly classified secret in the United States. And there that makes it is what's called a waived, unacknowledged special access program, which means it's waived from congre- congressional oversight. There are only a couple of people in Congress who are told, and they're only told orally that the program exists. It's unacknowledged, which means even the existence of the program is classified so you can't really say okay we uh, we have a ufo program but it's classified because that that would make it acknowledged it's unacknowledged which means if someone says do you have a ufo program you have to either say no or go to jail so this is the situation is that the president knows and it becomes his cover-up he, he may be interested once he gets in there it's his cover-up it's his cia he's running the show and he's in control so they, they play try to play this game that the president knows what's going on and there's a key Piece in the Rockefeller Initiative documents that shows this, and that is that in 1995, Bill and Hillary Clinton, because of the 1996 election, they want swing voters. That's what the election is all about, going after swing voters. The swing voters in the 1996 election were people who were interested in camping and uh, uh, fishing and stuff like that. So the Clintons were forced to go to the Rockefeller Ranch for their holidays, and Bill was the last place he wanted to be. He hated being there. But they go to the Rockefeller Ranch in Wyoming. And it's there where Lawrence Rockefeller gives a briefing to the Clintons. And we have discovered through uh, the woman that ran Lawrence Rockefeller's material that for sure, absolutely, she said the president did not attend the briefing. So he's at the ranch. And Hillary is the only one that goes to the actual briefing where Rockefeller is describing why he wants this disclosed, disclose, what the documents are and stuff like that. And the reason for that is the president doesn't need to know. He already knows the whole thing and he can't, is what's called, he can't be a player. He can't be seen to be a part of it. And he even tells Lawrence Rockefeller at the ranch, he says, this subject's like the tar baby, the famous Arkansas tar baby story, that once you touch it, you get stuck to it. And then when you try to get away from it, you get more stuck to it. And the more you try to get away from the story, the more stuck you get to And that's how it works. The president cannot be seen to be a part of the whole thing. So they play this game that the president doesn't really know what's going on. And uh, Bill Clinton has played that role very well. Barack Obama doesn't play the role. Bill Clinton has said, you know, I was, I'm was i very embarrassed. I tried to find out what was going on, and I'm probably not the first president that kept in the dark that the bureaucrats have tried to wait out. And he plays the role that that he really didn't know what was going on. He tried to find out what was going on. But it basically comes down to the fact that there's, there's a vote that's taken, and he just decided that, no, he couldn't do it. He he didn't want to deal with it. It's like the economy. Kick the thing down the road. Let's delay it for another couple of years. So he he gained the knowledge, though, that's your...
4: Yes. your your thought he Absolutely. he became aware of these breathed. top secret UFO uh files but then decided just like his predecessors hey this is too hot to handle I'm not exactly. going to come out with this now an emailer here from Chicago says but wasn't Richard Nixon the first UFO buff and they're making reference here to Jackie Gleason yeah. Richard Nixon uh, you know, alien bodies. Is yeah. that referenced in your book at all? Yes. In, 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 okay, tell us about that.
1: Well, well what I do is, because that's the big contention in the book, that a lot of people will say, no, the president doesn't know. There's this, the Wizard of Oz is, uh, or a secret cabal is running this whole show. And that's what they want you to think, is that they're, the Wizard of Oz is running the show. Because Jim, you can't interview them. I mean, you may do, go, but it's it's game over, because you can't you can't find them. So they can play this little game. And I have an, an appendix in the book, and I say if you believe that there's a cabal or the Wizard of Oz is running the show, and the president doesn't know what's going on, then you got to explain these, the following things. And I detail all sorts of references to uh, the um, the head of the um, Air Force One for Kennedy telling um, uh, researcher Tim Good that Kennedy was flown to Florida to see the bodies. The story of Jackie Gleason showing the bodies to Richard Nixon. A good friend of mine talking to uh, uh, Gerald Ford, and Gerald Ford confirming that he was shown a 15-minute color film of a UFO landing at Holloman Air Force Base. And I uh, detail all these various things that the president said. For example, Barack Obama. Barack Obama goes to Roswell, New Mexico during the 2012 election in March. He's campaigning there. And he tells, when you go to Roswell, you got to do the the UFO joke. So he tells the Roswell joke and then he hesitates as he goes into the speech and you can tell it's not in the speech. He hesitates and he said, We'll keep our secrets here, talking about Roswell, which indicates they all know, and that's the whole thing, is that if you're the president, if you're dealing with a foreign power, if you're dealing with aliens, you're dealing with a foreign power. Constitutionally, it has to be the head of state. The head of state is the president of the United States. He's the only one that can deal with a foreign power, do a treaty or negotiate. He's the head of the military. He's the civilian commander of the military. If if it's a military thing. They have to salute and give the material to the president. All the CIA, all the 17 intelligence agencies, they only have one job. If you look up the role, look up CIA and mission statement, you'll see they only have one role. And that is to provide intelligence to the president of the United States. He is at the top of every pyramid there is. And the key, the key thing that shows that the president is the guy that's running the show is most people think that the security, like classification, security clearances, all that kind of stuff, is run by law. It is not run by law. It is all done through executive order. The first executive order was done in 1940 by Roosevelt, 83, 81, and all security, all classification is done through executive order. There's only one person who signs executive orders, and that is the president of the United States, which means the president of the United States is behind all the security, all the clearances for everything. Which president- would make
4: sense. I, I I, would be more inclined to believe that than the idea that there's some shadowy figure or a group of figures behind that. Uh, let, let's go to this... Uh, email here this is from dallas texas they they want to ask about the phoenix lights and was bill clinton aware of that or had had gained any information on that now uh, when did that was that during clinton's administration yeah. the phoenix lights
1: yeah it was march march 13th of 1997 and bill clinton was involved there's a story we don't we can't prove it but uh there's a very interesting story um, it was told by uh, an, Arcan- uh, an Arizona newspaper, and that was at exactly the same time that the Phoenix lights were flying around. Bill Clinton was at uh, Greg uh, Norton, uh, Greg, Greg the golfer, Greg Greg, Nor-
4: Greg Norman, yeah,
1: yeah, Greg Norman's house in Florida. And 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 he is he is, runs down the stairs. He leaves. and It is about one o'clock in the morning. He blows his knee out, and he's taken to the hospital. And the story was that he was being rushed out to being taken to a a radar facility to watch what was going on at Phoenix.
4: Oh my goodness, uh, fascinating! All right, when we come back, our final segment, more on this. I want to learn more about these Phoenix lights uh, details as well. We'll be right back.
0: Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a Pro-Pure with the Pro-1G 2.0 Cleanable Reusable Filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be, clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details, or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com.
3: As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight.
4: We're listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, and if you're just tuning in, our guest this hour is Grant Cameron. Fascinating book about the Clinton administration and their interest in UFOs. And every question that comes up here is leading us to more and more fascinating information. Uh, One of the things he had mentioned a few minutes ago is that a recent Freedom of Information request that he made has led to the release of over 7,000 pages of information from the Clinton uh, years about the JFK assassination. And those documents are currently available, uh, Just beca- they just became available, at the Clinton Library. And Grant, I was looking during the break at the Clinton Library website, and it said the procedure is that you walk in, and there's a research desk you go to and you ask to uh, get assistance from an archivist and let them know what you want to research. So you're saying somebody could just go in there and make reference to your freedom of information request and have access to those newly released JFK documents.
1: That's correct. And the archivists are actually very good. A lot of people think that archivists uh, are part of the cover-up. They are just historical people who are just fascinated in this kind of stuff. And most of them are very, very uh, helpful and they will direct you exactly what you're, what you're looking for. They'll bring you the documents. There are procedures of how you look at the documents and stuff, but in terms of being helpful, you go in there and, uh, they will show you whatever you want to see, whatever you want to see that's been opened.
4: And uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, do you have a website or an email that you want to give out?
1: Yeah, I, my website is presidentialufoalloneword dot and that's the whole thing. I don't just do the Clintons; I do them all. I do from Rock from uh, Roosevelt all the way through to Barack Obama, and you can go to my website, and in every president, you'll see uh, 10 or 15 or 20 stories about that president, and whether they had sightings or what they said about UFOs, whether they brought up in speeches. Uh, It's not just the Clintons I've done. I've done all the presidents.
4: All right, we've got a question coming in here from Florida about Sandy Berger, but we'll get to that in a minute. I I wanted you to finish talking about the Uh, the Phoenix lights. I remember Bill Clinton being at Greg Norman's home. I remember him having that knee injury, but you're now telling us that the backstory was that whatever was going on, he was so upset about that, that he actually ran out of Greg Norman's house. And in that uh, running out of the house to be able to be taken to a uh, conceivably a military location to see the radar, that that's how he injured his knee uh, do we know what, in fact, the Phoenix lights were? Uh, There's so many different uh, thoughts on that. D- does any of your research find the smoking gun on that?
1: No, but I, I do detail a, a number of things. There was not just the, the object. There was, like, different objects coming over at different times. There was a satellite that was actually taken out, and that may be part of what uh, Bill was alerted to, was there was actually a, a, uh, an intelligence satellite that was uh, disabled. And never did come back online during that incident. So it, the Phoenix Lights is very complicated. And the other weird story about this is that if you remember the Phoenix Light story, Fife Symington came out uh, just after that when the story finally broke, and came comes out with the alien, and he sort of puts the whole thing down. He's the then was the governor. of Of uh, Arizona and sort of makes a big joke of the whole thing and then years later actually becomes public and says that he actually was a witness to the Phoenix Lights the interesting connection to the Clintons is that uh, Fife Symington and Bill Clinton were very good friends And in fact, Fife Symington saved Bill Clinton's life. Bill Clinton was drowning and Fife Symington saved him. So they were very close. And so uh, the FOIs that I made, I went through all the correspondence between Fife Symington and Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton had said clearly to my friend Paul Davids, who's a a film producer in in Los Angeles, that he was fascinated with the subject. And so there's no doubt that he and uh, Fife Symington would have talked about the Phoenix Lights. But in all the material, there's a lot. Lot of material between Fife Symington and, and Bill Clinton, all the documents and letters and stuff, but I couldn't find anything to validate uh, them talking about UFOs.
4: All right, now um, this question is coming in from Florida, and I guess this was prompted by us talking about working with an archivist going into uh, presidential library. They want to know about Sandy Berger and that whole bizarre incident. Uh, do you remember where Sandy Berger went into? the national archives in Washington and was caught stuffing papers down his pants and ended up uh, having all kinds of legal trouble as a result of that. Is he a player in your book? And do you have any insight into that whole episode?
1: No, I don't. Um, I I've, actually, that's kind of interesting. I, it had escaped my mind. I didn't never, didn't really look at that. I, I'm going to go back and look at that again, but there, it is possible. I mean, at the national archives, it is possible Uh, from my experience, having worked there a number of times, to get documents out of there.
4: Yeah, and so you wonder, um, I mean, someone that works with these kinds of documents, I know this is unrelated to what we're talking about tonight, but I've always wondered, you know, Sandy Berger... What would he have been trying to what I mean, those documents when you're working with those documents, would it be possible that those were originals and that if he got rid of those, they would would not be around for anyone else to see them? Or are there like uh, redundant backups of those kinds of things to where uh, he couldn't have been taking them to destroy them because he was probably dealing with a second or third generation? of the document and he might've just been taking them so he could have them off site. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, they, they, they do more and more of this backup stuff where you're actually only looking at um, photocopies of documents, especially if you're looking at presidential stuff, they have like a, at the Reagan library, they have a whole file just on president's writing uh, when the president writes on a document. And uh, cause it's so valuable, the president's signature and his, his handwriting, that they do a lot to protect this kind of stuff. So in most cases, you're looking at uh, second-generation copies of stuff.
4: And this is interesting. I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia here, and it says that uh, he was caught doing this in October of 2003 from the National Archives reading room prior to testifying before the 9-11 commission. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, that's- somebody somebody can connect the dots on that. Uh, that, that story just always made me wonder uh, what could have been going on. Um, so with the thousand pages, with all of the other research that you have uncovered, um, do you think that we are getting closer now to the government having to admit the existence of UFOs? And do you have a theory... On what these UFOs are, this is sort of the payoff pitch of the night here as we run out of time. Do you, the last two or three minutes here, people are saying, well, bottom line, are these creatures from other planets? Are these military, uh, you know, planes that are futuristic that we don't know exist yet? Uh, Are these demons? We've had numerous guests on. I'm curious what your bottom line here argument to the jury is about what this is all about.
1: I used to say it was extraterrestrial and I think it's much more than extraterrestrial. If you look at the bottom line of this thing, and it's a whole other show, it, it, the whole bottom line of this thing is consciousness. That once you shut down your left brain, your rational analytical mind, you enter into what's called, I call the template reality thing where ghosts and uh, spirits and aliens and all these people live. You're in this sort of world where you can pop into our world and pop out of our world. So you're, you're dealing with something very, very complex and non-local. It, it doesn't obey time and space, and it's, uh, it can pop into the physical world. So that's basically... Uh, so you're
4: talking about another dimension, and Christians would say, yeah, that's the spiritual world. Yeah. I mean, that's just a different way of saying it, but that's a spiritual world. We're told that Uh, there are angels around us and demons and all these things, but we don't see them, but this is exactly really what you're saying, which is our friend, uh, LA Marzulli. I don't know if you know LA, but, uh, that's much of what he says.
1: Yeah, the one guy you should interview if you haven't interviewed, he's a good friend of mine, I've had experiences with him, that gets into this is Chris Blesso, who's an experiencer from uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and he t- he uh, encounters the Shining Lady, and I started looking at this aspect, and there is a lot of this. It is not just aliens, it gets much more complex, where you get into these, uh, almost like a religious spiritual type thing, and uh, I don't really see evil, I don't see the evil alien type thing, I, I've sort of lost faith in that, but, but there there's definitely uh, much more than aliens i, I can guarantee you that
4: well oh, fascinating and uh yeah i've always thought uh you know this could be something happening in the spiritual realm and uh that certainly would be consistent with our our views as christians uh here our our, our listeners and uh just just an interesting book i, I wish we had more time but i want to tell people this book again it's over 300 pages heavily footnoted all kinds of information and uh If you're somebody that's interested in this topic, you got to get this book because it's just, you can go in so many directions on this. And I'm curious, too, listeners, uh, if somebody does take a trip down to the Clinton Library and looks through those 7,000 pages recently released on the JFK assassination, I'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, Get in touch with me and also our guest. And uh, again, uh, Grant, what is your website? One more time. Presidential UFO,
1: all one word, presidentialufo.com.
4: Very, very fascinating. Grant Cameron, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. All right, sir. And uh, folks, we'll be back next week with another show for you. And uh, wow, this was an interesting one. I'm sure this is going to go viral very, very quickly. If it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. Hello, everybody. This is radio talk show host Jim Paris for.
0: Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at PrivateInternetAccess.com. Once again, that's PrivateInternetAccess.com. This is Dan Pillot. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt with the IRS's new...